This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Stop Viking Star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. We have breaking news here on Purple Daily, presented by Quick Trip. So we are live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel here. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Declan Goff, our executive producer. The Vikings have swung two significant trades in the last like 30 minutes here on trade deadline day. They have traded for Arizona Cardinals quarterback Joshua Dobbs. It's a, according to uh, Josina Anderson, and the Vikings just sent out a release here too. So confirmed. It's a pick swap. It's like a sixth, seventh round pick swap. Let me open this email from. The Vikings. It just says conditional. Okay. So the Vikings announced the team has traded a sixth round pick in the 2024 draft to the Cardinals in exchange for Joshua Dobbs and a conditional seventh round pick in the draft. The completion of this trade is pending Dobbs passing a physical. Um, It could it still be a swap. Could they still get some capital back? That's what the report was. Justina Anderson said pick swap, yeah, I believe. It. I'm looking at it right now. Pick swap, six and seven, three. But it doesn't explain it. Oh, beyond. no. she's It's the phrasing. She said Vikings swap sixth and seventh round picks with okay. Cardinals in a deal for Josh Dobbs. So whatever. Right. They're trading late round picks. They may yeah. be getting a kickback. They for sure get Joshua Dobbs. And that's not all, folks. <laughs> The Vikings have also traded former starting left guard Ezra Cleveland to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is from our buddy and your former colleague, Kevin Seifert, ESPN.com. It's a sixth round pick for Ezra Cleveland. So the Vikings, uh, the Vikings get a sixth round pick back in exchange for uh, Ezra Cleveland before the injury was having probably his best season in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um He's missed the last two games because of the foot injury. He was close to coming back in this last game, but Dalton Reisner is the starting left guard here, probably going forward. Um, I think, you know, the Cleveland thing's pretty cut and dry. Like, they had Reisner on the roster. Cleveland's a free agent at the end of the season. They're just looking to get anything they can for him. So they decided more valuable for us to get a six-round pick than to just let him sit on the bench and back up Dalton Reisner. So... Your thoughts. Let's start with Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, Kevin O'Connell went on Sirius XM, according to Rob Motti on Twitter, and said the team is preparing to start Jaron Hall this week. They're prepping Jaron Hall as the starter yep. because Nick Mullins is still on injured reserve. 
but it is possible Josh Dobbs could be ready to play. So what are your thoughts, Josh Dobbs, added to this quarterback room? Well, I think there's a few things at work here. One is, uh, yeah, I would for, I would expect that Jaron Hall is going to start against the Falcons. Joshua Dobbs probably takes over then against the Saints. Uh, he has started eight games for the Cardinals this year. The Cardinals are a dumpster fire. Dobbs actually got off to a pretty good start. Now, Arizona just does not have a lot and a lot of talent. You know, it was funny because there were some suspicions raised yesterday when former Vikings assistant and current Cardinals coach Jonathan Gannon basically said Joshua Dobbs is being benched and we're going to start Clayton Toon on Sunday until Kyler Murray is ready to play. And people yeah. are like, hold, hold on a second. You're going to play Clayton Toon? Like Joshua my Dobbs guy. has not played that bad. And there was immediate speculation. Oh, my God, Joshua Dobbs is going to be a Viking. So sure enough, today that news comes down. Um, my thought is this. One, it probably means there's a, a good chance that Nick Mullins' season is done. Like, I think if Nick Mullins is healthy, he would have gotten this job. I think, uh, but, but he has a back problem, and the yeah. Vikings have not really talked about it much. And back problems for for any player, and a veteran especially, can be um, debilitating. So mm -hmm. my guess is this was made because there was no chance that Mullins was not going to come back. Jaron Hall uh, probably was a tough sell for a team that had Kirk Cousins. And, hey, you know, embrace the rookie. Now, I we suggested that that might be the case. Clearly, it was not. But here's the most interesting talking point to me. Um, certainly, Joshua Dobbs is not Kirk Cousins. And there are going to be some things that um, my guess is Kevin O'Connell is going to have to take out of the playbook when Joshua Dobbs and Jaron Hall on Sunday starts to play. But Joshua Dobbs, you know, was a fourth-round pick in 2017 of Pittsburgh. He's played for Tennessee. He started games for the Cardinals. And he is a mobile quarterback. Yep. So, so what does this mean and I don't look Joshua Dobbs, in my opinion, is not the answer. Like it's a short term solution or short term fix. But what is it going to mean when Kevin O'Connell can drive a car that I think we've all suspected he sort of. And this is not to say, hear me out, Kirk hey, or Kirk uh, stands. This is not to say that Kirk has not done a great job, but it is to say that Kevin O'Connell, I think we all agree, has certainly thought of the idea of having a more mobile quarterback. This opens the door to that, at least for a little bit of a test drive. I'm very curious to see what it's going to mean because um, Kirk can do things Dobbs couldn't. Conversely, Dobbs can do things that Kirk can't physically. Well, and let's, those aren't equal, by the way. I just want, and not that you're saying they are. I just, I right. want to make it clear because I, I do think we have to spell some of this out. There are, there are I don't want there to be any confusion here in but, the wake of this injury that, that the things that Kirk can do far, far, far outweigh the things that, Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs, or if Nick Mullins comes, but Dobbs has a different right. skill set, and that skill set can be used now. It's a particular set of skills by Kevin O'Connell. I have acquired over years. Well, so playing quarterback, and like this could be the direction as far as the physical abilities that Kevin O'Connell wants to go. That's what's. That's what I'm very curious to see what this offense looks like with a guy that can uh, do more than bootleg. Yeah, um, can consistently do. So uh, if you're wondering kind of like, yeah, what's the, the context of Joshua Dobbs' performance with the Cardinals? Now, the Cardinals have essentially gotten rid of most of their big weapons. They have very little in terms of – if you want to compare like the Vikings wide receiver weapons and from Hawkinson over to the fact that K.J. Osborne is your fourth target basically, and he would probably be the number one or number two wide receiver, probably number two wide receiver on the Cardinals. You know, So you're stepping into a much better situation here. On the year, 
Joshua Dobbs uh, ranked pro football focus rating. He's 28th out of, let's see here, 36 qualified quarterbacks. His running grade is very high because he's very mobile. His uh, QBR, ESPN QBR, he's 19th in QBR, just ahead of Sam Howell and Russell Wilson and Jordan Love, just behind Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, uh, injured Joe Burrow. He's going to climb that chart now that he's healthy. Kirk Cousins, by the way, was 10th in QBR and a little higher in some of the other metrics after the first eight games. So, you know, I would say this about Joshua Dobbs. Interesting. He's He was what I would say is a high-level backup, right? Like to this point in his career. He's 28 years old. He's six foot three. He's super athletic. In college, he ran for over 800 yards his last year at Tennessee back. This is back in 2016 now. But this year... In terms of just the first, like, what, seven or eight games for the Cardinals, he has already run for 258 yards, an average of five and a half yards a carry. So that is the one thing, like, no one is going to suggest in their right mind that the Vikings somehow have, like, a better ball of clay than they had with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But it is an interesting ball of clay when you add in the fact that both Jaron Hall and Joshua Dobbs are much more mobile to the edge. They can keep some plays alive. So kind of curious to see like the one thing we haven't seen a lot of when you watch some of these other teams play like you know think about when you watch Justin Herbert play and he keeps plays alive or I mean Lamar Jackson he had that play against Detroit last week or two weeks ago where he literally had like he kept he kept a play alive for like nine seconds behind the line of scrimmage then found a receiver what we haven't really seen much because Kirk Cousins is an on-schedule quarterback is if your first and second read aren't there and you keep the play alive with your legs and move out to the right or something, are there big improvisational plays on the field with a mobile quarterback? I don't know that these are the mobile quarterbacks that are going to be able to pull this off because they're not high-end guys. Right. But, you know, it's something to watch here as we go forward. So Jaron Hall to start with and then Josh Dobbs maybe mixing in at some point. But Josh Dobbs has a better pedigree to be a starter at this point. So they might look to just get him in you know, maybe starting the week after the Atlanta game. Yeah, he he's a he's a good insurance policy at this point. I mean, he's started eight games this year. He's been a backup that can has made spot starts before. I mean, you feel better about that quarterback room, I think, with Jaron Hall and Joshua Dobbs in the back of it. Um, and you know, yes, Dobbs can move around with his legs and do things, and you know, escape a little bit. But it's going to be really interesting to see what happens on Sunday, even if Jaron Hall plays really well, because obviously they're counting on Josh Dobbs is probably being really their, their break safe, you know, break glass in case of emergency plan. And they've acquired that now, but if Jaron Hall plays well on Sunday against the Falcons, they're not going to turn it over to Josh Dobbs. Like, why would you? This is probably my thought process. Yeah. I I don't think they have the, I don't, and probably rightfully so. I don't think they have the confidence that Jaron Hall can be the, the guy. I don't, that intention never existed. Like that was going to be, again, if Nick Mullins hadn't hurt his back, what, a month and a half ago now or so, I think he just starts. I think he comes in against the Packers. Yeah, I think he I starts against the Falcons. So, yeah, this is definitely this is definitely a plan to get a backup who they don't think is going to be overwhelmed, which is incredibly fair. But, yeah, no, I'm only suggesting that I am curious to see what KOC will be like with the guy that, that can run more to set the plan for the future. I do not think that in any way, shape or form, they acquired Josh Dobbs with an eye towards him being the quarterback beyond uh, likely the rest of this season, starting with 
the Saints game. One thing that does concern me about Josh Dobbs is this. So he's mobile. He can run. That's fantastic. Uh, he has started eight games for the Cardinals. He is responsible for nine turnovers, five picks, yep. eight fumbles, four of them lost. That can lose you games quick. So just to throw that out, if I have one concerning thing, and it's not like I've watched him play a bunch, but it would be the football security, which has been a bugaboo for this team from day one. So, yeah, the, I'll, I'll give you a, a stat on that here, actually. So the NFL has a the PFF has a stat called turnover worthy play percentage. Okay. So what it's kind of subjective in that they have scouts watching film saying, you know, that was a turnover worthy play. Well, that was careless. That should have been an interception, right? But then there's some interceptions that actually weren't your fault. So some interceptions, it's like the square rectangle, right? Some some interceptions aren't turnover-worthy plays because it, the wide receiver just had a ball bounce off his chest. So of the 36 quarterbacks in the NFL, Kirk Cousins had one of the best turnover-worthy play rates, like lowest. Joshua Dobbs had the eighth highest. Yeah. But the gap between the two wasn't that great in terms of percentage. So 4% of Joshua Dobbs' plays are turnover-worthy. Kirk was 2%. So it's a thin margin, but obviously that could be like an extra turnover per game if you're running like 50 plays, you know, 50 to 70 plays. So um, P.J. Walker, by the way, for Cleveland, has the highest turnover-worthy play rate. 8% of his plays are turnover-worthy. If you watch him play, you... Congratulations, P.J. Walker. (laughs) Uh, Here's an interesting... Headline, I'm just going to read, as this stuff's coming in here, we might as well read it and use it as fodder here. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. There's over 3,000 people just ducking out of work right now for this uh, emergency Purple Daily episode. So thank you guys. Please click that subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Keep uh, spreading the word about this awesome Vikings community here. So Florio writes, Vikings short-term move with Josh Dobbs, who is a free agent unrestricted after the season keeps door open for Kirk Cousins in 2024. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to explain sort of, you know, suddenly Cousins coming back makes a lot of sense. He was playing the best football of his career before the injury. There won't be a land rush for his services in the offseason since he's recovering from a torn Achilles. He and the team might feel bound together by a sense of unfinished business and unfulfilled potential. Also, mm-hmm. Dobbs and Cousins have the same agent, Mike McCartney. Interesting. Oh, int- oh that might, yeah, they're, there's your smoking gun for the sort of background of how this might have yeah. got done. And there's not a threat because one Josh Dobbs is a free oh, yeah. agent. So, right. No. Hey, we just gotta, to your point, there's no threat. Me. Exactly. Regardless of what happens next year, Cousins remains a viable option, and the Vikings with Dobbs could be a viable team down the stretch if Kevin O'Connell can get him up to speed quickly in the Minnesota offense. Interesting. And I bet you Kirk's going to be really willing to sit down. He's going to be rehabbing and like surgery and stuff, but I'm sure he'll be helpful behind the scenes. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has inspired the Jets to win a bunch of games by just being around and manifesting and playing catch on the sidelines before the game. So uh, do you do you think that all of this makes it more likely Kirk is back in 2024? 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So here's the, to go back to my point, here's, so here's sort of the, the talker off that. What if O'Connell with Josh Dobbs, and again, not to say Josh Dobbs is the guy, okay, but with a mobile quarterback, what if it becomes very clear that that's what he really, really wants? I, I mean, one, Kirk with two Achilles in great shape ain't that guy. <laughs> yeah. Two, Kirk with one Achilles in great shape and one in bad shape really ain't that guy i think it's very much to be determined i think it's very much um because like like the one thing do i expect the vikings to make the playoffs now borderline like the seventh seed is possible but i won't be surprised if they don't um but that being said i think the rest of the season now i am just so interested to watch what o'connell does from a play calling standpoint with a different style qb um, cause I think it's going to be really intriguing because you're sort of going to, I think what we're going to see is part of his plan. If he had that guy now, like this opens up the door, right? Sure. It's a blank canvas. You're going to see some um, different, some different plays potentially that you yes, have, right? Yes. And what's that going to mean? What's that going to potentially mean to Addison and Jefferson and the run game too? Like, like this, this takes the run game in a very different direction because as of Sunday in green Bay guys, it, it was this Madison or acres succeeds or you don't have a run game, right? Well, now you got a quarterback that can run. Well, yeah. now, now the defense has to be cognizant. We, we talk about um, with a standard offense run by Kirk. We talk about the fact that play action has to be a threat. Well, now it becomes a threat when the quarterback gets the snap. Like there's a lot of different things. I think um, that I, I'm going to find super intriguing, even if this team now does not have great success in watching O'Connell operate with a quarterback that can do things that Kirk just couldn't do. Yeah, I do love the point you made about it's a good point, Judd. I'm going to give you a good point. Uh, Thank you. Here. Like the old days. Thank you. Like yeah, we don't have days. any we don't have guests on really anymore to give us the it's a good question, yeah, Judd. Don't, validation. Don't but too much. the running game, you know, obviously we think of it watching this team for years as the traditional, like the way that you get yards on the ground is for Kirk Cousins to turn around and put that ball in the, in the bread basket of a Dalvin cook or an Alex Madison. But, you know, if you look at some of the teams that are at or near the top of the rushing leaderboard, you know, like obviously the Miami Dolphins are doing it in a more traditional sense, the Cleveland Browns, but the Baltimore Ravens are averaging 143 yards per game on the ground. Lamar Jackson's a part of that, right? The Chicago Bears are, are are sixth in the league in rushing, right? 133 yards a game. Justin Fields runs around. So you can pick up, think about, you know, the different plays that are third and seven, third and eight. And if the offensive line doesn't hold up and you don't have a quarterback that can keep a play alive, there's no other way to get a first down. Well, maybe, and we're just like, I feel like we're putting the most optimistic spin on Josh Dobbs as you possibly can here, but uh, bear with us. There are other ways to pick up first downs. Now, some of those plays Booney was showing us on trenches today where right. Kirk drops back, 
Jordan Addison comes out of the backfield. There's a defender trailing him by about a yard and a half, and then a safety coming over the top. Is that a throw that Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs puts on the button for a touchdown 20 yards out? No. <laughs> you know, right. that's where that's where Kirk is going to be able to make some of those throws that these guys aren't. So, but I will say this, you know, this is a great car, man. This is a great car. This offensive line is playing better than it has in a long time. It's one of the top five to 10 offensive lines in the league by almost any measurement. Pass protection's been there. You've got Justin Jefferson perhaps coming back soon from a hamstring. Even without him, Jordan Addison has kind of emerged as maybe like a 1B level wide receiver. KJ Osborne is doing pretty well. Hawkinson, you've got some things to work with here that you wouldn't have had in Arizona or certainly um, I'm looking at some of the other stops too, like Cleveland a couple years ago doesn't have the weapons, like the stops that Josh Dobbs has been at. So right. in, it's interesting. He's going to be sitting in a, whatever you thought of his play in Arizona for the first eight games, he will be in a much better vehicle to drive if he can learn the playbook very quickly. And I, I think the other thing about this that is going to be um, interesting to watch is this. Uh, yes, Dobbs will be driving the vehicle on the, the field, but don't discount now what O'Connell means here. O'Connell is going to be a huge part of what he's going to do. Okay. Oh, did the Vikings make another trade? No, no. Okay. The right. Niners did, though. Yeah. The Niners just got Chase Young from the Washington Commanders. Niners don't screw around at the deadline, boys. McCaffrey, right? Last year? Yep. Commanders are trading Chase Young to the Niners for a 2024 compensatory third-round pick. Sources say also Montez Sweat was traded from the Commanders to the Bears earlier today for a second-round pick. The Bears finally realized you can add guys and trade sometimes, too. Wow. So, anyway, so NFC teams are moving and shaking. Sorry, go back to your point about Dobbs so my point and the was, system. Sorry. Yeah, my point was th- this is really going to open up the opportunity for O'Connell um, to to do what he wants here. Like, he had to be cognizant previously of Kirk. Because Kirk, I mean, Kirk had a, a big role. And I felt like it was, at least in part, a trust between th- those two. I'm not saying that's not important with Dobbs. But I am saying that if it was, if O'Connell, Kirk was... Let's say it was 60-40 O'Connell. This is going to be 70-30, 80-20 O'Connell. Like, this is going to be on him as a play caller um, as, far as, as far as the personnel looks that he presents. Like, this is going to be a very, I would say, if I was looking for three things in the remainder of the Viking season, the first thing is Kevin O'Connell. Mm-hmm. He, he shoots to the top of the list as far as what, because this is his baby now. He basically has, in some ways, a blank canvas as far as what he wants to do. Um, Now, he can't ask Dobbs to do things he's incapable of doing, but, like, he's going to be the guy who calls Dobbs in and says, this is what I want. And you know what? I want you – there's times our run game, for instance, has stunk. But with you here, we can improve it. Here's how. So I really think it's going to be a very interesting test for the remainder of this season of Kevin O'Connell. Just looking at contracts here, too. So, okay, Jaron Hall, obviously under contract for it's four years of team control for basically no money because he's a fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. Nick Mullins uh, Nick Mullins is under contract for 2024, but it's you could cut him if you needed to, it looks like. He's got only like $375 million in dead cap. 
in 2024 and his cap hit would be 2.2 million. So you could actually save like $2 million to the cap. So Nick Mullins, he's under contract, but it's, it's, it would either be restructured or you would just say goodbye to him. Josh Dobbs, it's free agency for him at the end of the year. So really right. the, the only quarterback that you have under contract realistically after the season ends is Jaron Hall. So this is like, I mean, this is, it's a little bit of an audition for Joshua Dobbs, Jaron Hall too, because he's going to be the first one out of the gate. And if he keeps playing well at the Declan's point, you probably just, oh, maybe you keep riding him. I don't know. Do you guys want to pick the schedule? You want to pick the rest of the schedule here real quick? Sure. Sure. We, we should talk hesitant. about. We don't have to do it. Declan well, no, said nothing, I was thinking we paused. should talk no, about. we don't have to do it. No, about the Cleveland trade. I think we should talk about a sixth round pick because I think there's going to be. Because okay. he, he was a second round pick. I think there's going to be a lot of folks who are like, why did you trade a guy who up until yeah. he got hurt was a starting left guard? And let's, um, let's pick the schedule by weeks in before the Falcons game. Okay. I mean, I'm up I want for, to, I, do there's I, just I'm, a lot to get to here. In the comments, do you want us to pick the schedule on this yeah. episode or no? Do you have any? I think interest? we can do it. Let's I talk think we Cleveland can do first. We'll do Cleveland I just want first. to talk about the fact that, that it's going to appear that the Vikings gave away a player, and I think I know why. I don't know I like it, and here's why. Okay. Um, if you do, so this all depends on what you think that you're capable of, right? But like the Dobbs acquisition is like, well, we don't necessarily trust Hall, and we don't think Dobbs is great, but we needed a backup who gives the locker room hope. The Cleveland trade, what I liked about him being there is, is the fact that guys get hurt, and if somebody got hurt on the interior line, Cleveland could plug back in immediately and make up for that potential loss. I think what's going on here, though, is from what I heard, he wants to go back to left tackle. He was going to be a free agent yeah. in March, and he was not coming back here. And I think the Vikings just said, you know what, screw it. If he's not going to come back here... Uh, despite the fact he was a second-round pick, and he was originally, if you guys recall, drafted with the intention that the Vikings, or at least we thought Rick Spielman and the Vikings were going to play him at left tackle because it was a couple of years or a year before Derisaw. So I think the trade is really an acknowledgement of he was going to walk out the door, you were going to get nothing. And so in this case, um, they traded him for probably way less than he was than he should have been worth. Uh, but ultimately, he's going to try, I think, to transition after this season back to being yeah. a left tackle, which he was in college. But you know, but you need you need capital. So I know that it's 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 tough on the surface, just saying, wow, Ezra Cleveland, he's been a starting left guard, he's having maybe a career season. Is is you really just kick him out the door for a sixth round pick that's probably going to be a special teams player at best? The answer is, you have to have chips especially if you want to be able to move up and get players, you're still looking for a franchise yeah. quarterback long-term, you know, not that you would be able to leverage a sixth for much to get your franchise quarterback in the first round, but you know, it's um, Josh Patelis was a late round pick and Brock Purdy was a late round pick. And Jaron Hall was a fifth round pick and he's starting a game for you in a playoff race right now against Atlanta this weekend. So you do, you do need that draft capital to let another guy walk out the door for nothing, I think would have been a mistake. So, I'm I'm okay with the Cleveland trade. That's why they they signed Dalton Reisner, knowing this was going to happen almost certainly. What are the odds in your guys' mind now that either today or before the end of the season, Daniil Hunter signs a multi-year extension to stay here? Because not trading him today is like I totally get that, but 
he th- he can also walk and he's going to get get paid. He deserves it. He's been great. But do you guys think that ultimately they will retain him before the season ends and he does hit the open market in March? Dex? It feels like if they don't get a deal done today, then they're not going to get a deal done in the season. I know Rashawn Gary got paid at the end of the Packers Vikings game on Sunday. Um, but they can't franchise tag him either. He signed that bad contract. It's just been awkward with him the last like three off seasons with it. I think they're going to want to, unless they can get something done today, and he's having another career season, all pro level season, they're going to go to the highest bidder in March, and he's going to get a fat payday. Probably not from the Vikings, but maybe they can still be in the conversation. Uh, I think so much of this depends on what Daniel Hunter wants to do too, and if another team kind of blows them away it's so tough when you get into a bidding war you know it's it's not always your choice if a guy comes back i think he loves it here i think i think how could he not love playing in this system you know his numbers his numbers are so much better just like the productivity and the sacks and everything guy had seven pressures against green bay they're just dialing stuff up on a regular basis to let him terrorize quarterback so you know if you know Hopefully, Brian Flores comes back as the defensive coordinator. Maybe he gets a head coaching job. I would think that no matter what, though, Kevin O'Connell would keep a similar defensive scheme in place where it's pushing forward, it's being aggressive. I think it's much more likely after the Kirk Cousins injury that they strike like a three-year big contract with Daniil Hunter at some point. And maybe it leaks into free agency and they have to outbid somebody else. But you were kind of like the way Kirk was playing and the way you were racking up wins, you were kind of staring down the barrel of like, boy, we're going to be paying Kirk Cousins $40 million again in 2024, right? Like that's, I think that would have been the odds on favorite. And now even if you bring Kirk back, it's not going to be for a top of the market price. It'll be for like a kind of a one year, you know, bonus and incentive laden deal. So Um, the fact that you got nothing for Daniel at the trade deadline, I'll say what I said earlier this week, you should be looking to keep that asset in house. And if you, you know, so he's still playing at a really high level. He probably will next year. And then if you need to revisit trading him at some point in a year from now, or maybe like a year and a half from now in the, um, you know, the off season of 2025. So I, yes, I would look now to just sign him because you've sort of missed your chance to cash in on his trade value. Yeah, I think t- if he doesn't get signed like today, my fears are going to go to market. And then he's had such a good year. Mm-hmm. My fear is it's going to be more than the Vikings feel that they can pay. But you're right on Kirk. Like, that's the one thing is the Kirk contract, whether Kirk comes back or not now, that whole discussion has changed because he ain't coming back for what we would have predicted mm-hmm. uh, when the game kicked off, when the Packers game kicked off on Sunday like that ship I think as far as term and cash goes is sailed so by the way Kevin O'Connell is speaking right now to the assembled media I'm just going to give you guys a few snippets of what he's been saying here from the Vikings beat writer crew um let's see here Kevin O'Connell says this is from Kevin Seifert that the Vikings do plan to start Jaron Hall Dobbs potentially in a supportive role Quote, Josh gives us an experienced player who has played some good football against some of the best defenses in our league, brings a level of athleticism as well as great football intelligence. I've always loved his makeup. Smart dude, yeah. Okay. Your guy Chip Scoggins would have a lot to say about him too because he's a big Tennessee guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure oh, I'm sure God, Chip Chip's has some big takes. 
Peyton jersey out today. Uh, Kevin O'Connell praised the intelligence of Josh Dobbs, how quickly he should be able to learn the playbook. <laughs> okay. Just looking through here. Uh, hopefully Jaron Hall goes out there and plays great on Sunday. There's a lot to build off of there. We're still going to prepare Josh Dobbs like he's only one step away. So that's kind of uh, kind of the tone right now from Kevin O'Connell at the podium. All right. Also sounds like Diane Rossini said the Vikings looked into trading for Jacoby Brissett before landing Joshua Dobbs. So there was also they were exploring options for sure. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, oh, and Vikings have formally announced Kirk Cousins to the IR. Okay. Yep. That's a formality, but it's now official. official. So, all right. Well, I so I have to bounce to uh, a couple boring meetings here. If you guys want to keep going, you're definitely welcome to. Otherwise, we could say goodbye. And I say we pick it at full strength on a, okay. on a lead. The producer in me doesn't want to bury this in this episode. I want this as a sure. lead. For... Oh, for the pick schedule? Oh, picking, picking the schedule. The schedule. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. No, no, he, he's yeah. saying oh, like, the click the like, clickbait like officer. We can keep is, going. Uh, like he's saying like we can keep just talking to Dex. He was saying like we could, the uh, show the show can go on if you want, if you have time. I think what we could do here is tell the audience there are a couple great episodes of Purple Daily available right now this afternoon. This is the third episode of the day here. Yeah. Of Purple Daily. We've got the Trenches with Boone film breakdown episode. We discussed sort of the long-term and short-term of Jaron Hall, too, and whether he could become something close to Brock Purdy. So mm-hmm. you can check those two episodes out. And, uh, yeah, if anything else crazy happens here, my guess is they don't trot Kevin O'Connell out for a press conference unless they were done for the day, but we'll see. Is yeah. the deadline And the deadline's in an hour. Three o'clock. Yep. Yeah. Three o'clock central. So no, I think we're I think we're good. I think okay. we're good to go. So, all right, there you have it. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here for this emergency episode of Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Maybe Jaron Hall and Josh Dobbs can mm-hmm. hoist that trophy at the end of the year. Or a Surly can. Or a Surly can.